0: I want to do a special, a special um, observation today. We have an amazing man of God with us today, and I know his, his wife is here in spirit. Pastor Merv, can you please stand to your feet with us? We just want to honor you. This is um, Pastor Merv. Thank you very much. Pastor Merv, is the, he's the founding pastor of um, Open Heavens was New Life Fellowship uh, so, many, so many years ago. And the Holy Spirit has really done... I mean, just an amazing apostolic heart in this man, a father's heart, and not just to not just to uh, birth within the heart of a person, but even birthing within the heart of a vicinity, the glory of God within that vicinity, and he's blessed us here with his presence. So if you guys can give him a hug today, and just let him know how much his obedience has really impacted your heart because there's a lot of What could have happened in this area? But we know that there was a stake put into the ground of God's glory when they planted in this vicinity. And so we want to honor them and just thank them for that. So, amen? Awesome. It's so cool to have you here. It's such a blessing. And if you're not careful, he'll sneak right past you and you'll never know. So uh, you got to grab him. Keep your eyes open. Amen? All right. So if we can uh, turn in our Bibles this morning. Um, we're going to do a fun, I'm going to start on a fun series. How many of you guys know it's Christmas? And, um, it's good. Gay, thank you for being obedient and sharing this morning because Holy Spirit's using you and he's, I'm going to just carry on the back of that. Before I get started, I do want to pray, but is there anyone here where the name Rosa or Rose has a connection when I say it. There's just like I feel like I need to. Last night I got the, I got woken up in the middle of the night, and I I just had this word Rose or Rosa come to mind. Um, she, Rose, okay. And um, I I was like Rose, Rosa, Rose, Rosa, and I had to just okay. I I don't know this name. Um, it doesn't. Like, I, I didn't know her name was that, or I don't know who your connection is, Larry. But there was a, a name, Rosa Rosa, that just was was kind of ringing. And it was really out of the blue. So when stuff was out of the blue that's not within my kind of programming or name, I just, okay, what, Holy Spirit, what's going on? And then I said, okay, what do you have? And then I saw three coins. And the three coins had to do with uh, three graces, that were going to be unlocked in Rose or Rose's life. One was, um, of course, obviously one would assume it's the uh, it's the influence in finances that this person is going to have an unlock in the grace of finances. Um, but then the, the second one is the... Um, uh, it had to do with uh, location, had to do with like a vicinity that they were contending for um, some sort of proximity, in their life, they were wanting, I don't know if it was a house or a property or something like that. But the third one was um, uh, mysteries of God. They wanted to understand the mysteries of God. And those were three the, the three coins represented those three um, abilities. You know, if I, how many of you guys know that um, money is not power, but it gives you the, the ability to unlock um, opportunities? Yeah. Um and grace gives us everyone ha, here has been given a measure of grace according to the faith that you operate in. And so um sometimes the measure of grace is limited based on the measure of faith that we have. We kind of mentioned this last week. And I really feel that um upon this word, this faith, that a grace is going to be unlocked for Rose or Rosa in those uh three areas. Uh if you didn't get it, we'll have it on the website. Uh, for you guys to kind of go over that word, if that means anything to her. Just to, to deliver it, that's good news for her or him for this season. Amen? Okay, cool. So we're going to look up uh, Mark, The sorry, Luke, the, the Gospel of Luke. We're going to reading in chapter 2. Um, for those of you who have not been here on Wednesday night, it's been amazing. And we have been recording not only the audio, but the video uh, for the last um, eight sessions and there's one more killer session that's going down this Wednesday night. You guys really don't want to miss this. You're going to be like, "What?" And I already got the skinny on what's going to go down. It's going to be really fun. So come here Wednesday night. If you're not here in present, be here um in spirit while you watch the live stream. It's going to be amazing. Um and uh so how many of you guys are in Luke chapter 2? You guys are in Luke chapter 2? That's good. Maybe I should be there, too. Luke chapter two. Here we go. So my series for the next couple week weeks is called Putting Christmas in Christ. Because I'm really tired of weak Christians thinking that Christ can be taken out of Christmas. Because he can't. God isn't big enough to where you could take him out of something. The only way you could take him out of something is if you have faith that he can be taken out of something. If you have faith that God can be taken out of something, then you will empower your disgrace. You will actually have faith that the impossible is your reality. And you walk in an impossible world, never having any sort of I am more than a conqueror" spirit working in you. And then when you start to enable, oh, this is impossible, then you actually, the operational power of God in you starts to decrease because of the faith that you are stewarding. And then the grace becomes to be less and less and less. And by default, the power of darkness starts to grow. Because how many guys know there is no competition between the light and the darkness? You don't like. There isn't a battle between light and darkness. The only way that the darkness has an opportunity if, is for not for light to not do what it's naturally meant to do. It's just diffuse darkness. Amen. So we're speaking on putting Christmas in Christ. God's bigger than any issue on this earth. When you have a, a theology or a doctrine that says this world is just too distracted. I want to I'm going to take you into Luke chapter 2 today and show you how destiny is delivered in distraction. Amen. Says this. Here we go. Y'all need to write that down. Destiny is delivered in distraction. It says this, um, verse eight, Luke chapter two, verse eight says, "That night, everyone say that night." Actually, you know what? You know, you guys know the translation I usually read is is um, is New Living. I'm gonna go old school today. We're just gonna go King James. We're just gonna do KJV this morning, just for fun. I I'm not like you know. I don't believe that there's. I'm not worried about this. There's so many good translations. There are a few bad, but this is just... This is, there's so many good ones. It says this. It says... Um, verse 8. And there were in the same country... Of, this is where she just had a baby. Mary. Same country, abiding in a field, keeping watch over their flock by night. Everybody say, Abiding. Where were they abiding in the field? Why were they in the field? Yeah, they're supposed to be. This is what they're supposed to do. Uh, You know how so many people are so distracted with like they're trying to think of the next step in life. But they don't realize that the purpose God has for you for the next step actually comes with you stewarding where you're at right now. Everyone has dreams and we need dreams. But if you don't have dreams for the present, he cannot give you what you need for tomorrow. Every day, the grace is sufficient for that day. Tomorrow has a grace for it that you aren't ready for. Today, you have a grace that you were to operate in that's sufficient. Yesterday's a grace. It's not sufficient. That's why the bread was no good the day after they were supposed to eat the manna in the, in the wilderness. Yesterday's bread is going to be sour and worm-filled for you today. We need to not change our diet with the worms and realize we have a great diet that he has supplied for us this morning. Amen? So here you are. There's these shepherds abiding, abiding in the field where they are called to be, keeping watch over their flock by night. They're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Are you doing what you're supposed to be doing? Where where is your attention set or or do you have spiritual ADD? Do we need a good dose of spiritual Ritalin that says, Holy Spirit, I'm just going to calm myself. I'm going to learn to rest in your presence and I don't have to worry about every other spiritual distraction that's going around us. Oh, there's this. Oh, there, what's going on over there? It's like, no, 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 no. The reason why you can't get anywhere is because you're too distracted on what you don't have authority in. You need to steward the flock he put in your field. You have grace in an area. And guess what? You also don't have grace in an area. It's okay. The provision and the flock the responsibility you have. It's really okay. And and also I, I'll say this to I'll say this to everyone is don't allow people to put flocks in your field that don't belong to you. If you if you want to miss your encounter, start to steward things that don't belong to you. If you want to miss your day of visitation, start to take on things that he hasn't given you. But if you want to miss your visitation, get lazy because they were keeping watch over what they were given. And lo, everybody say lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. Hey, Mark, can I borrow you? Can you sit on the front step for me? I want you to watch the flock, okay? Okay. Just watch the flock. So, the angel of the Lord. Now, how many angels of the Lord? The. The angel of the Lord came upon him. Okay? Can this qualify as upon him? Is that okay? Okay? It came upon him, and I like this next part, i got to read, so I'm going to temporarily not be upon you. It says, fear not. And then it says, behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Now, again, it's upon him. It says, for unto you is born this day in the city of David, which is Christ the Lord. And this is, shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. Okay, so where are his eyes? His eyes are on the flock. But here the angelic presence upon him is giving him a picture. What is the picture he just described? He said this will be a sign to you. Listen to this. You shall find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Okay? So here is this presence. He's getting, he's starting to get a picture. Do you guys get the picture? What is he seeing versus what has been giving, being given to him? And then it says, and suddenly there was with the angel, a multitude of the heavenly host praising God saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace and goodwill towards men. Y'all give me a hand. I want to give you guys a picture. You can have a seat. Listen to this. There's a transition that's going on in the perception of what you're stewarding. It is in your mode, in your mode of obedience, doing what you're supposed to be doing. There's somebody in your life who has given you an assignment. And in the process of your assignment, the angel of the Lord shows up to you. And he says something to you. He starts to give you a picture. He starts to give you a picture. It was not there. The, the, uh, some of us know the, the kind of the, the reality of a shepherd in that day. They were not. It wasn't like the highest paying job. Okay, it was just kind of like it was busy, busy work, and you just kind of, hey, can you can you watch these sheep? Just to make sure are no wolves get them. Okay, sure, whatever. And they come, and here comes this amazing message. But these men, they had a calling, and they knew what they were supposed to be doing. And as they're getting a calling, they start getting a, they start getting a destiny, in, in this mode. Suddenly, with the angel. Here's a multitude of angels that appear. Now, it wasn't like the angels all showed up at one time with this big posse being like, We got a word for you. And you're like, Whoa, okay, all right. Whoa, all right, I'll go. It came when the angel was upon him and he started, they started to, within their heart, steward this thought of faith. And then it says, it says, verse 15, and it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven. The shepherds said to one another, let us go now, even unto Bethlehem and see this thing, which is come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they, they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and having and the babe lying in a manger, and when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told to them concerning this child and and all they that heard it everyone what does that word say wondered at those things which were told by them by the shepherds and here's here's what I want to get across with the message. I I wanna get us I wanna get us into the season of distractions. I I actually think the Lord I don't think the busyness in Christmas is accidental. The busyness in Christmas is not something we need to fight. The busyness in Christmas is God's way of hiding revelation and seeing if those who are willing and ready to yield the power of that revelation can steward the distraction. How many guys know we we talk about Elijah and Elisha? And Elijah said, look, if you want the double portion, you got to be ready for the distraction. See? What we're going to do is, is instead of trying to fight the spirit that says, keep Christ in Christmas, people are trying to take it out. That's, that's dead thinking. And here's the reason why. There is no power in that for the believer. It actually positions you to have to fight a defeated enemy. And you're going to fight an enemy that's already been defeated from Jesus on the cross and you're going to waste your efforts on sheep that were not meant to be in your field. Steward what belongs to you. Release what doesn't. And allow the angel to come upon you and start to whisper in you destiny. Because destiny is distributed through distraction. Amen. I really think. Um, ooh, yes, God. God hides; He hides your heart's desire in distraction. Wow, that's good. Um, I don't have the video this morning, but um, this. Our uh, our how many of you guys know we want we would love our kids to to pursue the heart of God. We want that for them. It's that's a kind of a natural part of I think every person's life. We know it looks very different and we know we're not trying to impune impugn a destiny, but give them the environment for them to not only pursue and but achieve what is on the heart of God for them, but also what's on their heart, right? And um this last week, um, uh, Kim said that Reagan really, really wanted to make Christmas cookies for our neighbors. Is, is that right? She, she was the one. It was, on, it was on Reagan's heart. It really was on her heart. She wanted to do it, but Kim had to pay the price. And we were talking, and I was like, "You know, how much does it cost to make these cookies?" And she's like, adding it all up, and she's like, "These these are not cheap cookies to make. <laughs> all right, they're they're expensive. See, what's on her child's heart is going to cost her something." What was on your heart cost God something. Jesus' atonement for our sin allows us to get past every mistake we are entrapped by in pursuit of the de- of the, of the di- desires we have. There are certain things that we have and in our, in our walk, in our heart that are actually on God's heart, but He wants to see if we are willing to pay the price. For the for the next generation, and it was so much fun because they make they make the cookies and they're baking them. They get them out on the tray and 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 Kim is icing them. She, we can't give Reagan icing, um, and and so we're just Kim is icing all the cookies. I'm videotaping this and and then she gives them over to Reagan and Reagan is putting sprinkles on all the icing and she's got her red sprinkles and her. And her uh, green sprinkles, and then she has these little snowflakes which she what she call them Elsa things she calls them Elsa things. they're not snowflakes they're Elsa things because they're blue, and so she's putting uh sprinkles and Elsa Elsa things all over the cookies. she's putting them all over there and And I'm kind of talking to her. I'm like, you know what so why are these why are these special?" And she's like, well they they're Christmas cookies." and I was like, "Well, you know. Why is Christmas special? And we're just kind of having this discourse and talking to Kim about it. And then Reagan was the one who wanted to initiate the distribution of the gifts, right? She is the one who wanted to to go out and do something. And as they finish, Reagan is getting so excited. And and she's putting sprinkles on all of these cookies. and, And I'm like, so... You know, she's like, well, your Christmas cookies are fun and they're good, but we can't eat, you know, can't eat too many of them. We're going to get sick, you know. And I said, why is that? She said, well, because because of all the sugar. And I was like, so it's okay to put the sprinkles on? She goes, well, we could do sprinkles. We just can't do too much sugar. And um, a lot of times, what we put on what we want to give people, we really don't know all the stuff. We don't understand all the components that we. Like our intentions are good, but we really might not know everything that we're preparing for people and you're not always going to know that But what is the most important part here is when you are when you are preparing God puts within you the ability and the desire to prepare something to distribute the gift out and so Kim finishes it and she wraps it in the cellophane and and reagan goes and I go with her across the street and her first her first distribution of good tidings, she goes up, knocks on the door, and across the street, our neighbor, they open the door, and Reagan just gives the bag and walks away. Just, that's what she just gives it and walks. And I said, you know, they don't even know what you gave them. They got them. They figured it out. I'm sure, hopefully, they opened them up, but she just didn't say a word. And uh, Judah's like 10 steps back, and he's just kind of stepping back the whole way. Um, And so Reagan just distributes the cookies, mission accomplished, she's done. So then, um, actually, I don't think Judah was with us that first time, but then the second time, Judah did come, we have it on video, and um, I was like, Judah, do you want to go give cookies to our neighbor with Reagan? No. (laughs) Judah does not play with you. He does not mess around. His emotions are immediate, and he knows what he wants, knows what he doesn't want. Takes after his mom that way; it's wonderful. And so, when um, when uh, Reagan is like, "Let's go, Judah, come on," he's like, "Okay." So they start skipping to the next house, and they've distributed houses across to one side, and we're going to the last house. And so, Judah's—he's okay with distributing cookies now. He. And so Reagan goes up, she's a pro, she stands in front of the door and she, she rings the doorbell and Judah makes it up just after her and they're standing at the door, they're waiting and they're a couple feet from the door, they're right in the threshold and our neighbor is, he's not answering the door and like I see, like as they ring the doorbell, I'm waiting and I'm about maybe 25 feet from the house and i see over where the window is i i see someone pull back the the blinds and they look and they let it go and i'm i'm thinking oh he, he probably doesn't want cookies he he's just he's going to let it go and that's okay we'll we'll come back another time well that wasn't good enough for judah because judah has learned people take cookies when you open up the door so Here's Reagan patiently standing because she rang the doorbell. Judah didn't get get a chance to ring the doorbell. So Judah wants to make up for all the doorbells he hasn't rung yet. So he starts going, bing, 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 bing. And I'm videotaping. And then I realize, oh, man, no. And so Judah, only do it once. And he's like, bing, bing, bing. And he stops. You remember that? And so then he steps back. I was like, dude, you only do it once. And then right... Right as that happens, the door opens and he's like, man, someone really wants me to open the door. And Reagan goes, here you go. And then turns around and Judah had already run back because he saw a bee on the ground. And so he's and so they come back and, and you just see the spirit of giving was all over. But it comes when you're able to go through and move past the distractions of the season and the goal is not to remove the distractions it's to embrace the distractions because if you want to achieve your destiny you are willing to face the distractions you are willing to face the things in your life that God has put in place for you to steward so you can move past this need to have everything perfect for God to move because how many of you of guys know that's not how he moves. When has God moved when everything was perfect? When does God allow you to be married before he brings the son of God and impregnates your womb with the Holy Spirit? When does God say, OK, I'm going to wait till all your taxes are paid, Joseph? No, he makes the decree across the land that Joseph has To go way out of the way. To pay taxes he was not planning on paying for. His wife gets pregnant. There's no room for them to have a baby. And nothing is the way it's supposed to. Distractions are all over. But destiny comes in the womb of distraction. So I just want to grace you guys with that this morning. This is the season... Of glorious distractions. Amen. Can we stand to our feet this morning? Um, Does anyone feel like they're being distracted this season? Can we just, can I see that? Can I see, uh, just a hand. Give me a hand. You got some distractions. Distractions. The reason why you have distraction is because you have destiny that's waiting you. You're not... The Holy Spirit says, uh, I'm putting distractions in the way to see how much you want on what's on your heart. And the goal is not to remove the distraction. It's to remove the storm. It's to put within you the declaration that agrees with the spirit that says, I can do all things through Christ. Amen. Holy Spirit, I thank you for the presence of Lord. that long-suffering. Lord, that uh, the more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Lord, that you are hiding your destiny within the busyness of our world. And we're not saying take away the busyness. We're saying put within us the vision. The same vision... You put inside the shepherds that created the destiny that gave them an encounter with their Savior. You would give us, as we are stewarding what you have put in front of us, as we are stewarding the responsibilities, we're stewarding the busyness. We're not trying to get things manageable. God is not trying to get you in a manageable situation. He he really is not. He wants there to be so many things in, in the way because he is inserting faith for you for the testimony of those who need it. Holy Spirit, we just thank you and we release this spirit of tenacity. It's the spirit of the woman who went to the door of the evil judge and said, I'm not going to stop until i get what i've come for and it's that never-ending knocking where we are a people that knows that god will give but he wants to know how much we want what we say we want and we will not stop until the good father we know he is opens up the door it's annoying it's out of order it's it's distracting But the kingdom of heaven suffers violently and the violent take it by force. How much do you want what you say you want? What is the offense he has put in the way to see how much you are willing to embrace what he's given you to go after what he told you he was going to give you? Every promise has a price. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we just release, we just release faith for this season. Lord, there's there are gifts that need to be given. There are people that need to receive, but it's only if we are willing to steward the sacrifice will we be given that grace to distribute the thing that you have called us to co-labor with you on. In Jesus' name. Amen you guys are you guys okay amen thank you lord we man there's a there's an awesome uh, spirit this morning if you want prayer um listen it's uh, if you want to be empowered if you want grace for this season man i want to pray with you we have leaders that are just going to prophesy heaven on you and you're going to see an amazing release through this season you're going through it amen awesome You guys be blessed. We have life group tonight. Hope to see you guys. All right. Amen.